in the main, I kind of ran Jared pretty wide in, in turn one. He got a good start. I was like, all right, I'm just going to push this guy off the track. And it's kind of one of those deals where it's like a confidence <laughs> move more than it was like strategy. I'm like, dude, I can do what I want with him right now. Like, this is my world. He just has the chance to live in it. Episode 36, Tank Slapping Podcast. The season is over, baby. Long one. What a grind. Co-hosting, as always, Sneaky Sam. Sammy, what's up, man? Oh, man. Like you said, what a grind it's been these last uh, eight races, month. I don't know how you want to look at it. It's been insane, and uh, I almost can't believe it's over in a way. Yeah, it's crazy. It was we waited so long to get the season started, and bam, 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 we're done. I can't even describe how this season has been, like, emotionally, physically. It's It's been crazy, but we'll talk about it throughout the show here tonight. Definitely want to give a shout-out to our sponsors to make this show happen week in and week out. Bell Power Sports. Check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. Motorcycle helmets, road racing, flat track, motocross, bicycle helmets. Oh, man, they got a ton of stuff. Just check them out, bellhelmets.com. CommercialRoofSystems.net, Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Commercial Industrial Roofing Company, nearly 40 years of experience. want to uh, give a special shout-out to Jerry for, for making this show happen and everything he does for the sport of flat track. Dunlop Tire, the official tire of the American Flat Track Series. To find your nearest dealer, visit DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. Hit them up on social media. Tell them the boys from Tank Slap and sent you. And uh, another shout-out to Moto America Series. They are the official AMA Road Racing Series in the USA, led by 190-mile-an-hour superbikes. They are racing this coming weekend at Laguna Seca. I'm excited for that, man. That track's awesome. So check out the MotoAmerica.com Live Plus package, all-day live streaming, live superbike on Fox Sports Saturday and Sunday, live super sport on Map TV Saturday and Sunday, Eurosport as well. They live stream to 54 countries around the world. Check out the Moto America series on social media. They got a ton of great content. A lot of former flat track riders are competing in that series. JD Beach is actually racing this weekend, Sammy and Super Sport. So that'll be interesting to see one of our own uh, mix it up in the uh, Moto America series. So, yeah, I want to thank the, all those sponsors for making it happen. And uh, our guest for tonight, Sammy, let's, let's talk about that. We got a big one. Yeah, big one, man. I mean, that's uh, the top of the sport, man. Doesn't get bigger than that, right? And so it's uh, always cool to talk to, uh, you know, a national champion, but to talk to someone that just wrapped it up, I'm talking what, you know, a couple of literally a couple days after, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, eh, it's whatever, dude. (laughs) We couldn't really think, find anybody else. Nobody else would answer their phone. So I was like, eh. Call Briar, but you got <laughs> no, I'm excited. In. You got an I, in with him. <laughs> I got somewhat of an in, I guess. But yeah, big week for the guy, man. Just wrapped up his championship, wedding week. Um, trying to, I, I was, I had, <laughs> we were at the races after the after the race on Saturday. I'm like, bro, I'm camping out at your house all week. We're getting nasty all week, drinking, and I haven't gone yet. Like, I've just been <laughs> so tired, recovering from the, the last four weeks trying to pace ourselves a little bit things are going to get rowdy this weekend so i don't want to jump you know i don't want to jump the start you know i got to pace ourselves man it's it's going to be a grind the, the weekend's going to be a grind like the season was so just trying to pace yeah. ourselves a bit hey you finished on a strong note man i know i know you didn't win them both but a second and then you know uh and, and last races 
race of the season. You want it. That's always good going into winter time, should I say. So uh, that has to feel good, Corey. Yeah, it feels awesome, man. I've wanted to win Daytona forever, and I never thought it'd be a possibility because I've never done well there. But I was feeling really frisky heading into Daytona this year. I just had a, have a lot of confidence right now. And, you know, any track we go to, I feel really competitive. So I was actually looking forward to it because – Daytona, it's a short track, so it's more like a rider's track. So I was, I, I was, I was excited for it, and I felt good all weekend. The first night, Johnny Lewis whooped me on the on the Royal Enfield. That thing was working really good all weekend, and shit, man, I came so close to winning it. Maybe a couple more laps, I could have worked him and could have got by him, but I was extra motivated for Saturday and learned from a couple of my mistakes and got the job done. So I was pretty pumped, you know. I, I did quite a few victory donuts and i was gonna say man, last week it was willies this week it was donuts how'd how'd that all come in how'd that pop into your mind you're like i'm gonna spend some donuts for the moment man i just won daytona i mean what i i didn't know what the hell to do i was excited so and then it was cool because usually production twins were usually the first race of the night but you know at daytona because of the weather they put us at the end of the end of the night so I was going to just keep making circles <laughs> until they kicked me off the track, turned the lights off. But, yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, it was a bummer for me to, to give up that number one plate. But, you know, James and his team, they work really hard. And I don't mind it as much giving it to a guy who works as hard as James does and just flat out beat me this year, man. So um, uh, it was tough giving up the plate. But to get a get a win to finish off the year, it's going to make my offseason a lot better. But um, no, nah, it was it was quite a season, man. It was it was interesting. I know I have plenty of time to talk about that, but definitely want to give a shout out to Briar for for getting that championship. Dude, I can't imagine the stress he was under, you know, going into that last night where you're getting ready to race and it starts raining. They work on the track an hour later getting ready they have their helmets on it starts raining again it was like man are we ever going to get this in and to keep his composure and got it got off the line behind jared and i honestly think he could have could have passed jared and maybe gave brandon a run for his money but it the play call probably wasn't to get by Meese, just knowing how aggressive Meese is and might have tried to do something a little swift to uh to send briar a few spots back and and then he saw Sammy coming, and that's not a guy you want to mix it up with because he's a desperate rider sometimes, and he wants to go for it. So letting Sammy go and just brought it home, won a second championship. I was more nervous for Briar than I was excited for you know what I was you know doing. So it was it was interesting, Sammy for sure. Yeah, you know, you talk about that, you know, a couple things you talked about there, you know, with with so much weather and rain, and I, I was like, there was literally standing water on the racetrack puddles i'm like there's no way but you know i mean i knew they were going to do everything in their power to get it in because there's no curfew there and there was a championship on the line but when a couple of times they called you know they're like hey 15 minutes motorcycles on the track and i was like there's no way they're gonna have motorcycles on this racetrack and then they whipped it into shape but then you know the rain would come again but uh i was really i guess i'll say impressed uh with the job they did to give the riders a racetrack to race on, uh, you know, given the circumstance stances with weather, uh, they did a really good job with that. And, um, you know, you talked about the night two main event when Briar was running third and, uh, man, the last guy I would want behind me in that situation would be probably Sammy Halbert. Cause you know, Halbert's it's a short track and you know, Halbert's going to do what he's going to do to get on the podium 
And uh, that could have been disastrous for Breyer. So uh, at first, when, when uh, Breyer kind of moved out of the way and slowed down, I was like, dude, my heart sank. I was like, oh, no, did something happen to Breyer? Like, for, for a split second, I thought, like, oh, damn, he's having problems. But then I was like, no, no. He's being smart. He's just letting them buy, which, and then I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> so uh, that was, that was a, uh, you know, smart move by Breyer. But of course, you know, he's a smart guy and that's why he has the number one plate, you know, um, not an idiot by any means. So anyway, I'm excited to talk to him. I don't know. Are we going to talk about some more stuff or you want to call him up yet, Corey? No, uh, we have a few fan questions, man. And I thought we'd open it up yeah. this week and, and uh, and get some fans ask us ask us some questions related to the season. I think we'll do this for the next few podcasts just to uh, get some conversation going. We'll try and run through these. We'll run through them. We got quite a few questions. We'll do a few now and then stick around for after Briar's interview. We'll we'll answer some more in the closing segment of our podcast. But yeah, we'll get it going. The first question I got. I'm gonna keep all these anonymous. What was the best slide job of the season, Sammy? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with my rider, uh, Ryan Varnes at Volusia on night one when he pulled that move on Raspoli on the last lap going into three. Well, that wasn't really a slide job, though. That was just around the outside, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but it was good. That was really yeah, good. That, was, yeah, that, that was, was a really good pass. Yeah, that was a good pass. I guess it wasn't a slide job because he didn't go in there and block him. Although I will say... At, at Charlotte, um, Breyer and Jared were kind of like, they were kind of doing that back and forth a little bit. Um, I don't know if one was better than the other, but I mean, they were they were definitely giving each other some slide jobs. Yeah, well, I was going to say Breyer, what he did to Sammy at Volusia, uh, one of the nights, it was last corner going into turn three, slid in, slid in underneath of him and snagged that. I think it was for second place. Yes. That was pretty impressive. But Carter just typed in, who was the kid who did the Pete Rose baseball slide at Volusia? That was Cody John Cox in the <laughs> semi. <laughs> that was the, well, we're we're talking about body sliding. That was the best. That was the best oh, one. Man. That was good. That was. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a ton of there wasn't a ton of shit. I mean, everybody was pretty good this year with you know that sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure. Everyone listening that rides, oh, this, that, you know, this happened, whatever. But uh, Carter's you, right, man. Cody John Cox takes the cake for best slide job. Done yeah. deal. That's right. Yeah. Done deal. <laughs> you can't. All right. <laughs> Next question. Did you like the double headers, Sammy? I, I loved them. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, it was you know tough back to back to back doing double headers, but. I was a fan, man. I like being there. I mean, if you're going to go through all that effort, all that time and energy of doing it, I mean, you're already there in town. You know, a lot of times the racetracks were, seem to be better, you know, the second night. Not always the case, but, you know, uh, and, and it also, if you had a bad night, kind of gave you another night for a little redemption. Um, I was a fan of the double header. I really was. I, I liked it. Yeah, I'd have to agree, man. I think the traveling to Texas and if we travel to California next year and all of that, I really like going out there and racing more, um, getting paid twice in one weekend, less travel expense. You know, it was nice. I, re I really did like it, and I hope it's something we do in the future, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think I think it worked out well. Obviously, on the tracks I, I don't like, <laughs> I only want to race once, but, uh, <laughs> but no, nah, in all seriousness, I, I, I did like it. I think it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good too. Okay, well, we agree on that. That is all right. 
spot on, baby. Um, I, I think a lot of the riders did like it as well. I, I, I haven't heard really anybody who was against it. So, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy with this whole COVID thing. We, a lot of sports tried things this year to kind of get through the year and then we do it and it's like, Hmm, that might be something we do in the future. So, um, anyway, I got next question. (laughs) Somebody asked how many more people dislike Jared Meese after this season than last season? (laughs) Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with an opposite, man. I think, I think he, he probably has more since he hasn't won it, you know, a championship. I think he's going to probably have some more people start to like him again, get more fans. Cause you know, nobody likes the guy that's on top forever. Right. It's like, ah, you want to see him get beat. And uh, now he's getting beat. So I think he might actually gain some more fans. Yeah. I don't think Jared did anything this year to, to make the fans not like him. I think, you know, he races hard, but uh, the the biggest thing I like about Jared is he's very humble in his defeat. He doesn't make excuses. He doesn't whine or, you know, talk about his bike being off. He gives credit when credit's due. Um, you know, he could have possibly did something sketchy at, at Volusia and, and um, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, not Volusia, Daytona. And he just kept, kept racing, focused on what was ahead of him, tried to win the race. So um, I think Jared is just a true champion, man. I, I really do. And, um, you know, he can be a dick, he can be a smart ass, but as far as his etiquette um, as a champion, as a racer, I think it's really come a long way. And yeah, I don't I, I don't have a great answer for that, man. I Everybody's kind of entitled to their opinion, but um, yeah, I, he's got a lot of respect for me in that aspect. Um, the biggest difference between the Super Twins Harley and the Production Twins Harley, Sammy. Uh, the production twins, Harleys, they're winning. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, uh, that's a, I don't know. Maybe that was a jab. I shouldn't have said, but anyway, it's man, true. the it's season's true. over. It's true, man. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know, the, I guess the, um, the, the production twins, Harleys have a little bit more freedom and maybe in some of the things that they can do. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give an example. Rispoli uh, kind of used a two-into-one exhaust system at Volusia at the beginning of the year. It was, wasn't was a Vance and Hines exhaust system. So, you know, little things like that. Um, you know, uh, they have a little bit more freedom as far as uh, what they can do. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't really know. I'm not on the inside of the, you know, that factory Harley team, so I really don't know the the biggest differences. I mean, I, I would imagine, you know, suspension, chassis, motor package, electronics are, are all pretty close. I would think, you know, Corey, you have any inside thoughts? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't, I have no clue what they do over there. It's, you know, I, um, yeah, I've actually seen that the production, I, I think I saw James's bike with an S and S on it at some point yeah, this year. Yeah. So, I yep. Yep. You're right. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. I don't think it's a big difference, to be honest. I think they're pretty similar. Um, we know we could go into details there, but it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a great answer for you. I, I wish I knew a little bit more about it, but at this point, I, I don't know. So it's I can't speak on it. But, yeah, the biggest thing, like you said, the production, they, they did really well. And James won a lot of races and the Super Twins. Minus, you know, um, B. Smith at Indy and uh, Vanderkoy at Daytona. They didn't really have a lot of good races. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hope they do better, man. It's good for the sport when Harley's doing good in that, in that yep. AFT Twins class. But, yeah, it's it's been one of them things. So, um, with that being said, a follow-up. Somebody else actually asked, 
do you think Harley needs a new motor, new chassis, or both to be competitive? And um, like I said, I've said this before in articles I've written and talking about on the show. It's it's just not exactly fair to compare the Harley XG to the to the FTR 750. And I've had a few beers tonight, so I don't know what I can say or what I can't say, but it kind of seems like there isn't really an ideal class for Harley right now. I mean, um, you know, the production twins, eh, super twins, eh. It's like, I don't know. It's one of them things, but I don't... I don't have a great answer for that either. Sammy, maybe you can follow up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm just going to tell you my two cents on on the Harley deal. I get they've thrown a lot of money in that program, and it's hard for them to call it quits on that and maybe go back to the drawing board. But I don't know. It's been long enough, and they, they haven't gotten the results that I know that they've wanted. So maybe it's time to, you know, pull that plug and and do something different, you know. Um, I don't I don't know. You know, they, they've kind of brought the same uh, – you know, horse to the show and it just hasn't produced. So I don't know what they're going to do. You know, um, a lot of smart guys on that team and behind that program. And, um, you know, it's, I know it's not for lack of, of, you know, effort or, um, you know, doing whatever it takes to, to get the job done. But, you know, if it's not happening, it's not happening. So maybe they got to just pull the plug on that program and, and, and change gears. I don't know. That's just my take. It's hard to say. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they've shown signs of, you know, whatever, doing well, but I just think it's a credit to Indian. I think they've built a freaking awesome bike. I mean, Harley could start over, and they could be worse off than what they have. Mm -hmm. I mean, KTM, that people talk about possibly KTM building a badass race engine twin, but just because Indian built a race engine bike doesn't mean another company could build one and it'd be as good. You know, the Indian's freaking really good bike. So I don't think the chassis is bad. I, they, they look like they handle well. When I rode it, it, it handled really well. I just think, you know, the motor just isn't quite what, what the Indian is. So, um, yeah, so that's one we could, shit, man, we can answer Harley questions all day. It's like, oh, I really have, I feel we like. can probably have a whole series of shows. Yeah, on that we we're definitely not doing that. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll move on to the next question. Sammy, your biggest surprise of the year. I'm going to go with Raspoli. Okay. Just because I didn't expect him to to dominate the way he did. I mean, that was a big su surprise to me, you know. Super Twins, I kind of knew who was going to be at the top and it kind of, you know, that's who was at the top. You know, I guess a couple little minor surprises here and there with certain performances by certain people, you know. Um definitely like I can say, you know, Henry Wiles winning Indy was a was a surprise uh as much as, you know, uh Kitchen winning Indy was a surprise. So there was a lot of individual little surprises, but the one that I didn't see coming at all, uh not to take anything away from James, I knew he was going to be a tough competitor all year long and be up there, but to see him dominate the way he dominated, that was that was biggest surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, I know, I always knew what James brought to the table as a rider. I've watched him grow up, and he was always a gamer, you know, always always fast. And with Joe Kopp on his team, I knew they'd be a handful this year. I just thought, well, I guess I could add this to my surprises. The, they really didn't have any mechanicals, man. I mean, in the past, the Harleys always had some issues, and I was like, all right, well, he'll be fast, but I'm sure they'll have, you know, some mechanical issues and things like that, some teething issues, and their team did a really good job in that aspect. So, um, but my two biggest surprises, I took a couple notes here, was Cole Zabala, two podium finishes. I uh, I did not expect that out of Cole. I mean, he's a good rider, but I, two podiums in, in those classes was, was pretty impressive. And then, yeah, Brandon Kitchen, man, he uh, had a really bad, well, I could say Brandon Kitchen and Trent Lowe. They both kind of had 
pretty subpar starts to their pro career. You know, they were kind of not living up to their expectations. And this year they both turned it on and, and uh, did really well. So, yeah, those were kind of a couple pr- surprises for me. But everything else pretty much standard. Uh, nothing nothing crazy that, that I thought happened or should have happened. Uh, this question, actually, Sammy, this is a good one. This is for you. Do you think you could take Corey on 100s? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> let's do it uh, let's do it <laughs> uh, uh, might have to be a timonium winter throwdown or your oh, basement you don't Corey. want the smoke at t- you don't <laughs> definitely don't want the smoke in the basement that's my home track <laughs> yeah timonium too i don't know i don't know man i think he, uh eh, i like my chances i like it I, uh, I, i'm game love it all right cool we'll have to we'll have to bust that out what track did you miss the most this season, Sammy? Lima. Oh shit, I didn't think about Lima. I was well, for me, the the Rapid City Buffalo Chip trip, going out yeah. to Rapid City, I really missed that trip, that road trip. I love that part of the country, that time of the year. I love seeing Mount Rushmore. I love just the vibes with Sturgis and Black Hills. Yeah, that whole deal. I, I missed that trip. But I Lima, yeah, that, man, I yeah, Lima, that sucks. I, I'm with you, Corey, because that, that's one of my favorite trips, too. You know, the Black Hills, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it, Mount Rushmore, you know, the whole deal. You use Buffalo, you know, everything, man. Tons of bikers. I mean, everything about Sturgis is so cool. All the camping, all the just, you know, saddlebags and titties and everything that comes along with it. You know, it's just <laughs> It's a good well, we time, got our, man. We got a taste of it when we brought Preston on. We, we've, we've heard about the Rapid City week. We just weren't there to experience. But, uh, yeah, I, I missed that trip, and I'm hoping we can go back there. I don't know why we didn't go there, really. I mean, I mean, it was, everybody was there. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I like we should have been there. But yeah, uh, whatever. I don't know. Next not, year, man. Not, be not our call. Yeah, next year should be better. Uh, last one, then we'll give Briar a call. What are your thoughts and concerns heading into 2021? Race-related, not personal, Sammy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Race-related. Um, you know, I guess uh, my thoughts, hmm, I, it would have to be circle back around to the double headers, And if that's going to be a part of the series next year, if it's not, um, because... You know, I really liked them a lot, you know, and uh, I would I don't think every race needs to be a double header, but I think there's a lot of them that that would uh, I think maybe five or six would be good. You know, five or six double headers. Um, I don't think like the Buffalo chip needs to be a double header because you have that and you have the Rapid City half mile. You know, I don't think those need to be double headers. But um, so I guess that's my thought or concern. Double headers. You, Corey? First off, making sure I have a ride again for next year. <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what. I don't really. I kind of know what I, what, what I would like to do, and I'm, yeah, I'm, guess we'll talk about that in future shows. But no, nah, just for me as a racer, just getting sponsors, putting the infrastructure together. I mean, silly season's not fun as a racer. So every year, no matter how how well you do no matter what happens, you still got to go out and I got to get paid. I got to go out and find sponsors to make it happen for me. So, um, a lot of my deals were up this year and I'd like to think I did enough to, to get them back on board so I can keep racing dirt bikes. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the biggest concern for me is, is just getting these companies and, and individuals to support me so I can keep racing next season and, uh, and try and 
try and make it happen again, man. So yeah, as far as the series and stuff goes, that's that's out of my hands. I can't worry about what's going to happen with the series or where we're going racing or how many tracks there are. If they tell me we're racing in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa, I I'll be there. So yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. But now some good questions. We'll answer a couple more at the end of the show, but. Let's call Briar, man. Let's give him a ring and get some insight on the two-time champ. Here, Brewski, Sammy. Brewski in it up. Yeah, man. Uh, Got to take part in celebration uh, in honor of Briar's uh, championship. So, hello. Two-time C Tech, Sammy, on the show, on the podcast. What's up, man? Guys, what is happening? Back to back. <laughs> Back to back. To do it twice, that's the statement, right? Someone could get lucky, but to do it back to back, no debate. You're the man. Congratulations. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. No, it's uh, the second one, definitely. They asked me if it felt as good, and uh, I actually said I think it feels better, personally. I mean, like you said, I, I'm sure Corey, everyone, we all kind of have these uh, insecurities. And for me, like, at the end of the season, even though I won my first championship last year, I was like, you know, Mies broke a few times, um, and he lost his rhythm. And, you know, I kind of almost talked myself, like, into this hole of, man, maybe they don't believe I can do it again. And uh, and that kind of, like, is what fueled it more than anything was, like, I don't think they think I could do it again. So to do two is, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, both of us run all the same amount of races, uh, get all the equal opportunity, finish every main event, and see who had the most points at the end of it. it uh, yeah, two, two in a row is pretty stinking cool with me. Yeah, and I was, when the schedule, like, the new schedule came out, it was like, ah, shit, man, like, I'm obviously a Briar guy, but it was like, man, there's no TTs, it's like, you know, he's obviously, you're obviously pretty strong on clay half miles, but Mises, too, he's won uh, probably more clay half miles than almost anybody in the history of the sport, so it was one of them things where it was like, ah, man, it's, we'll see, I mean, I got faith in him, but it's going to be a a tough one. Um, When you saw that schedule, whether, was there any was I mean I know we talked about it a little bit, but was there any doubt kind of when you saw that? I mean, were you a little bit concerned with the track kind of tracks laid down on the schedule? Dude, yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, didn't think too much about it at first, and then what really was kind of not a good sign or not a good look for me was when when me swept both of Alusha's, and uh, I kind of had some some mental stuff going on. I wasn't all there. I wasn't thinking about it more so than anything. Um, I got home. I had to fly to California. I got home from California. And I'm like, shit, I got four miles back-to-back, uh, and, and me has won every one of our miles last year. So, like, I need to uh, I need to either step up or, or step away. Or not step away, but I just need to I need to be in it if I want to have a, like even chance at this deal. So, yeah, I got pretty fired up for the miles. Um, was able to win a couple of them, which was huge. I think that like shut everything down. Every every inch of doubt that I had for a second, that just went out the window. Um, and then obviously the rest of the schedule, we had a couple of Springfields, but just Clay Half Mile City. I I mean I like Clay Half Miles, but by the time we got to Atlanta, I'm like, dude, I'm over Clay Half Miles. Like, these things are fun. I love racing motorcycles, but dude, give me a cushion, give me a TT. Give me, give me anything. Like I just, I'm burnt out on this deal. You know what I mean? Um, so just looking for some change. Was there, if, if there was one track that wasn't on this, on the schedule this year that you, you could have uh, added to the schedule, what track would it have been? Whew, shoot. 
Um, Probably all the ones that weren't on it. I mean, you won Lima, you won Furia, you like, won the chip. Stack on, stack on Buffalo chip. Give me, give me back Arizona Super TT. Like, there was quite a few that I kind of had a chip on my shoulder about that I wanted to go back to. JD smoked me last couple laps at, at Arizona. I wanted to go back there. I always have a great time at uh, at Peoria, uh, Lima. I freaking blew a rubber off at Lima and, and didn't finish. So that's another one that I wanted. Never to, good uh, when I you blow a rubber off, dude. <laughs> I've and never then, heard yeah, it, heard no, it exactly. put like that. <laughs> yeah, so I had a tire come off, so I didn't get get a chance to finish. Um, and Mies won that one, so I wanted to go back there. And uh, yeah, I mean, just like variants, you know what I mean? Just switch it up a little bit, not do. Uh, obviously, I, like I said, I love to play half miles. I have a great time. Um, I think that the last four rounds of the season, the two Atlantas and the two Charlottes, or I guess one Charlotte, one and a half, one and a quarter, um, the tracks were great. They were so good. The racing was really, really good. Uh, but it's just a different style of racing compared to a cushion half mile, as you guys know, um, or to a TT or to a short track or just different different ideas. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I, I don't even really like Daytona, but I was so excited just to race something different. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do anything but what but what we're doing. So I'd have to agree with you. But um, from your insight alone, would you say the Super Twins class in 2020 was a success or a failure? I mean, did it kind of play out the way you thought it would with how everybody stacked up and how everything went? Or, you know, was it a little bit kind of different than what you predicted? No, no, I actually think it was I think it was pretty similar to how how I kind of looked at it. As far as what riders did, I think that it was pretty close. I I mean, this is completely open and honest. I kind of expected a little bit more out of Bronson. I was he's my brother, so I'm going to hold him to a high standard. I kind of wanted him to do better, and I think that he's capable of better. But with with where everyone kind of finished, it's kind of kind of what I what I thought was going to happen, especially with the schedule we were given. I think that if the schedule were a little bit different, it would have been a, like things kind of could have changed. But with what we had, that's kind of exactly what what I thought. I knew that that Brandon and Sammy uh, Carver was kind of hit and miss, which I kind of thought he would be a little bit more more involved every weekend. Which you know, obviously this is is very tough, so it's you know not not nothing against him or anything like that. It's just he was kind of up and down. Like he, he did a great job of coming back from a rough first day. Usually, at least for me, if I lose momentum or I just, I always talk about not being a momentum guy. I always look forward to the next opportunity to be better, but it's always, it's hard to come back if you have a really rough first day and then have a good second day. And he did a good job with that. But overall, everyone, uh, everyone did kind of exactly what I thought was going to happen. No matter what you call the class, no matter what the, the standards of the rules are, I think that, the cream always rises to the top as far as all the dudes. And uh, no matter how they get into the class, it's, you know, guys do their job. And, and I think it kind of showed just how it works out every every year. I know we keep talking about, you know, the championship, championship. Obviously, you just won it. So, of course, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, there's... There's a lot of pressure in in racing, uh, and, and a lot of times, a lot of that pressure comes from the guys buckling the helmet. You know, they put the most pressure on themselves. But I'm sure there's a different, you know, level of pressure when you when you're when you're racing for a championship than you know trying to race to get into a main event. And uh, the differences between like you know going for a championship last year when you're a guy that's you know never won it and going for broke, right? going to go for it or a guy that's you know in your shoes this year trying to defend it and win it again uh what were the big differences or what was there any big difference between last year and this year as far as like pressures and and things that you had to deal with 
Yeah, I mean, it was night and day different, honestly. I mean, I still remember the week before Minnesota last year going for my first championship. I mean, I was I was mellow. I felt good. I still, I would think about it when I lay lay down at night and uh, think about it a little bit before before bed and crash out, sleep good. And this year, dude, I mean, I put myself in one spot where I had a twenty five point lead, and with these double these two day weekends, you can, you can lose so many points so quick. And, and I did that like, and it wasn't like I had a bad weekend. I just took a, a second and third at Atlanta. And all of a sudden I went from 25 to, I think it was like 12 points. And uh, yeah, the week leading up to, to Daytona, I mean, I don't think there was a second of the day that I wasn't just thinking about what could go wrong or what I needed to do. Every scenario that you could think of, like the pressure was so much different. I think in 2019, I was a kid going for a championship with absolutely nothing to lose because Mies was supposed to win. Where this year it was like, all right, you're the guy, and you're in a spot now. Points are tight. Are you gonna Are you gonna step up? Or are you gonna Are you gonna bail out? Who are you gonna be? And maybe people weren't asking that. Maybe people like, but that's just what I was asking myself. Um, it's like either you're gonna be the guy or you're not. And shoot, I I couldn't even talk before the main event um, the second night. So. Yeah, pressure, totally different between the two years. Like I tried to say in every interview it wasn't, but he was like all joking aside, I was I was so nervous. Um and I it was good. I mean I'm happy I get the opportunity to have those nerves. But dude, I was talking to Bronson, I was man, I was pacing. You could ask him, I was I was a mess really. Um It was and even, uh even just the whole whole week ahead of time, I was a wreck. Yeah, I was uh well I don't know, man. I was one of them things like throughout the day, the second night, I was trying to talk to you and I don't know, just give you some motivation here and there. Like, I, I what do you say? You know, it, it was one of them things. And I, right before the main event, I was standing there with Shay and I'm like looking at you at your truck. I'm like looking at Shay. I'm like, should I, should I go talk to him? <laughs> and she was like, ah, yeah. I don't know. I was like, all right, I'm going to go over anyway. Fuck it. So I went over and yeah, and it, it was definitely different vibes, man. Sammy, what, you got something to chime in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Because it was early in the day on Saturday, you know, like I think second qualifying round maybe. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there and like me and Briar are like, you know, shoulder to butt because he's so tall to, you know so we're sitting next to yeah. each other man and i'm like shit i'm like oh man i don't want to say anything or do i say something i'm just trying to like play that scenario in my head like what am i going to tell this guy like you know whatever so i'm like okay cool whatever just let him do his thing he's in his own place you know whatever and then just as like i'm sitting there and we're, we're sitting next to each other I won't throw out any names, but somebody comes up and starts off with the most annoying things in the world. And I'm like, man, poor Briar's got to deal with this. And he just walked off. I don't even know if you noticed it, but this guy's like, hey, you ever seen my baby picture before? And he whipped out this picture of this baby with a, you know, anyway, it was a joke picture. And then like, <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, yeah. And then he's like, oh, here's my pride and joy. And and and, and it was a picture of a pride and joy like dish detergent and like all this stupid stuff and i'm like oh man that's like the last thing briar needs right now and i'm like it was just funny i don't know do you even did you even notice that briar i did and honestly <laughs> like completely open uh same dude i love that stuff like it gets my mind off it for a sec that's why, <laughs> why i pace around the pitch and i ride around like i go see the guys i gotta get my mind off it because the more like the more I get into it, the more uh, I, I put pressure on myself, or the more that I climb the ladder, uh, so to so to say, um, 
I do. I add more pressure to it. And, and I just, it's nice to get away and just talk to people and just not just sit there and boil over and think about everything. Um, just let, yeah, let, you were like coming come over to, you were coming over to my tent throughout the day, giving me advice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, yeah, you got a championship you know to focus on. Like to hang out and give them some advice. Things are not good. Uh, love it yeah i uh, i was sitting at the uh the hotel in the morning before i came to the track i texted you and harry potter was on man chamber of secrets i knew it'd be a good day i was like bro potter's on and you didn't respond and i was like oh shit he is in the zone <laughs> i didn't respond to anyone like for i think the whole week i mean i think maybe shana maybe got text back but it was weird it was so different for me and i'm, I'm happy now well obviously be like with the championship but it's just cool to get that experience i uh i talked to chris carr a little bit about it um which it's funny Corey, because you you talked to you talked to chris a lot chris i mean he's like dude i can't tell you anything until you feel it like until you go down that road it's not something that someone can explain i don't care how many people tell you you got this it's a it's a scenario that you're going to live through you're either going to fail or you're going to succeed and you're going to learn no matter which, which one it is, you're going to figure something out. You're going to learn from it. And I feel like I did. Um, obviously, like I said, it turned out great because I won, but just the feelings and the way I went about things. And I'm a big feeling guy. Uh, I freaking cry every time I do something successful, I think. So <laughs> just getting the chance to, to feel that stuff was, uh, was pretty stinking cool. Um, and just, yeah, go through the motions of, of the, of that position was, uh, was something that you always dream about. Now I have it kind of, kind of have it like in the memory banks and just hopefully if I get that position again, I'm not as much of a nervous wreck. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of them things to you. You get a little, a peace of mind knowing, you know, I mean, obviously the goal is to succeed. Like you're, you want to win, you want to win another championship, but there's a little peace of mind and knowing, Hey, if you don't win, you, you know, you, hopefully you learn from it. It builds your character. It makes you stronger and you kind of learn and, and learn from it and move on from it. I mean, that's kind of where I've been at least this year or whatever and anything I've done. It's just you win or you learn. And I think the biggest thing for you, and I texted you a few times throughout the week leading up to it, was, um, you know, you're you're so good when you're loose and you race to win. Like when you go out there and you just win, try to win and, and things like that. And I was a little nervous because on the short track, anything can happen at Daytona. I mean, obviously, that's right up your alley and probably the – the most ideal track for you, but going into that weekend and even the races Friday and Saturday, where you obviously there was some strategy in what you did on Saturday. You know, we talked about it before you came on, but were you staying behind Nice on purpose? It didn't look like you were pushing too hard. And then obviously, Halbert came by and you kind of gave him a podium there. But what was that kind of race strategy like and how did it change throughout the weekend? Yeah. So going into to Saturday, or actually we'll just start from Friday. Uh, Friday, there was no strategy. Like the whole day was just win. And it was kind of the normal mentality, which was good. I felt like the whole day I was so much looser than what I was. Like I was kind of protective at Atlanta and maybe not so much Atlanta, but protective at Charlotte. And I felt that I hated it because I've never ridden like that in my life. So I was so confident with the short track going in, uh, to, to Friday. So the whole day was loose. Um, in the main, I kind of ran Jared pretty wide in turn in turn one. He got a good start. I was like, all right, I'm just going to push this guy off the track. And it's kind of one of those deals where it's like <laughs> a confidence move more than it was like strategy. I'm like, dude, I can do what I want with him right now. It's, he's in my – like this is my world. He just have, he gets a chance to live in it. 
So I ran him wide, <laughs> and then he comes by me into turn turn three, like, and I could feel it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to lose a front end here. Sure enough, here comes a nine at, like, 35 mile an hour. So I, like, lock it up, cut across, and just meet him at the X. I'm like, nah, dog, not not going to work. <laughs> and uh, at that point, freaking Vanacoy is, like, a straightaway and a half ahead of us. We just, him, me and Jared, me and just ran the track, like, we just made like an extra 300 yards, like longer around this racetrack. Cause we were at the air fence with each other. And, uh, and now Vandercoy and, and Pearson's come by and, and Robinson. So yeah, so strategy Friday was just go do your deal, which it worked out well. And I'm getting second. It was a good day. I wish I hadn't have been so aggressive with Jared and maybe let off turn one or turn two or, or had the opportunity to just hop in behind Brandon. Cause I felt super good. And then Saturday was Saturday was tough. Like, Fast qual? No, I didn't fast qualify. I was I qualified well. Obviously, went through all the like emotions of rain, race, rain, race, and then we finally got going. And uh, yeah, I got came off third, and Brandon went by Jared, and it was kind of like I caught myself a few times getting too much in the moment, and my bike was working super good, so I could kind of roll up on me's whenever I wanted, and I would be like, oh shoot, I'll roll up on him real quick, and then just cut like one or two good corners or one good lap, and I'm like on his back wheel. He looked back at me and I'm like, oh no, he knows it's me. He's gonna lift up, he's gonna let me go by, and I'm gonna get center punched, 100%. So I was kind of like trying to give him some breathing room and just let him do his deal. Uh, and I knew, obviously, points wise, I was in a great spot if I could just stay in third. And uh, it was funny because we could see the the jumbotron coming off of turn two. So I'm watching it. And they're showing Sammy, and I'm looking. And I'm watching. He's getting a little bit closer. And pretty soon, I like took a peek back, and he was there. And I'm like, oh man. I'm just not even going to go down this road. I'm going to give this guy plenty of room because Sammy can be a wrecking ball sometimes. And uh, I've seen people on the bad end of it. And I'd rather not be that guy today. So nothing wrong with fourth. I'll just roll out of her a little bit, let him go, get his podium, and, and we'll just do our do our deal. So, yeah, definitely a lot of strategy behind Saturday. Yeah, man. Uh, for about a half a second there when you let Sammy go by, dude, my, I, my heart stopped. When I seen you, like, the motorcycle slow down so abruptly, I was like, no. And then I was like, oh, he's smart. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, I know what he's yeah. doing. <laughs> but for a split second, man, oh, man, you had me on that one. But that was a good God, move, yeah, man. No, that was dude. smart. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, cautions came on. I'm like, dude, go. I, I almost went down the back straightaway and waved him by. But I think I was like, you know what, if I give him, like, four foot, he's going to know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> I thought about giving the, the, the wave by and like a wink or something. And, uh, just, yeah, I just pulled her up, but I was kind of bummed too, because I come off turn four after I let him go by and we got two to go. And I'm like, shit, I think I could have held him off. If we want, if you want to get sporty, I probably could have held him off. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, do you really do you, do I put my championship in the hands of a third place for Sammy Howard? I don't think so. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a decision you make. So I just went went the other direction. Yeah. Well, I was rooting for you to do exactly what you did. I'm like, all right, dude, just let him go. Like, that's the last yeah. guy that because he doesn't give a shit about your championship, dude. It's not like you have Bronson or uh, or B Rob or you know Vanderkoy behind you. Vanderkoy, Jake, ha- yeah. Jake. It's it's Halbert, bro. Sam, Sammy don't... wasn't going to be thinking about your scenario at all. He's just Sammy would have took you out for seven, dude. <laughs> yeah. He would have took you out for dude one was spot. Looking for red. <laughs> yes, his eyes were red. I look back and I saw it in that in his helmet because you can see a lot of it. And those <laughs> things were red. So he wanted yeah, Volusia payback, dude. <laughs> dude, uh, yeah, he he was thinking it. I actually I, I didn't even think about that. He wanted to lay a little on me for sure. Um, 
I do wish, in all honesty, I do wish that points were off. We were just there racing and we got to go for it because I think it would have been sick. Like I said, my bike was working really good. I could run up on Jared pretty quickly. Uh, he was riding good, but Brandon was riding really well as well. I just, it would have been one of those ones where things had to get physical. And I, obviously, I'm not one to steer away from a, a fight. I wanted to be able to get sporty, like either crash or like run into guys, whatever the case was, just get sporty. Give like, and, in my opinion, I think it was a pretty boring race. Brandon passed Jared, and then we just all rolled around for, for whatever amount of time it was, um, which is fine. It's it's like Brandon rode great. Jared rode well. Sammy made some good passes to come through the pack. Uh, but the night before, it seemed like we were just kind of – everyone was going back and forth and had great racing up and down the racetrack, which I think the racetrack allowed that a little bit better just because they had – if he had the opportunity to prep it and give us give us the chance to race where – at that point, we were all just thankful to get a race in. Um, but I think with what we had, like we would have been able to do some like San Jose indoor, Timonium indoor type moves. Like you kind of run her up the inside and give someone scrub on their legs a little bit and their arms and, and kind of move some people out of the way. And uh, it would have been cool just to get the opportunity to work, try and work our way to the front. Yeah, I mean it's it's different vibes for sure when it's the last race or it's the or it's the opening race. There's a lot more shit happening at the opening race if we were there than uh, than the season finale. It's kind of funny, man. Like you were in the zone, obviously getting ready to fight for a championship, and everybody else during the rain out was just like ready for it to be over. Like people are listening to music, people are like people were getting undressed, like just. Yeah, I, I didn't think we were going to race. I was getting ready to start drinking beer, man. It was like, um, you know, the emotions that you had to be in. It, it was, I, I didn't even want to go over to check on you. I was like, man, I can't imagine right now. But like you said, man, it's a blessing to uh, have those nerves and have that. If you have those nerves, you have the opportunity to do something great. Um, you know, if you never experienced those nerves, you know, you weren't, a, you weren't in a, in a position that you were in. So it's, it's one of them things that uh, you learn to appreciate a little bit because of uh, the opportunity that you're given. So I think that was a pretty cool perspective that you gave us. But no, I kind of wanted to ask you, I kind of know the answer, but um, yeah, we're going to ask anyway. It's what we do. Your uh, your least favorite guy to race with in 2020, like who is that guy you did not like to be around? Not like to be around? Shoot. <laughs> Man. I mean, I mean, real fast, I'm real fast. I want to throw this in, Briar, real fast. You, uh, yeah. you, you gave Jay, you gave Jay Vandercoy the old uh, elbow on uh, night one too. Did uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> did you, I saw you look back oh, yeah. to see if you took him out. Dude, he was he was not giving me enough. Well, in my defense, he thought it was another factory Indian motorcycle guy coming through. <laughs> not going to say any names, but he was not. He's like, I'm gonna. He told me straight up, dude, I. I almost crashed myself thinking it was someone else because I was in the mentality, like in the state, I saw the Indian motorcycle logo on the, on the, on the forearm and I didn't know who it was. So I figured I'd just crash myself with whoever it was rather than take the chance of it being another guy besides you is all I'm going to say. <laughs> so he was, he was, he was breathing pretty heavy down the inside of the track. Um, and I was, dude, I, I got him once a little bit and I'm like, all right, cool. We cleared him. Well, dude, he came back for more. I'm like, dog, I'm going to freaking, I clipped his bar with my, my knee, and uh, and yeah, I took a look back. I'm like, oh, man, he didn't ride that one out for sure. And he rode her out. He's a, he's a bulldog, and he was able to keep her out, which is sick because he rode great. He had a good race and stuff. So, But, yeah, back to the question. Um, yeah, I mean, 
you would think I'd say Mies, but honestly, riding with Mies, we had we had some pretty gnarly battles. Like in nineteen, I won the championship. We never had a battle, I don't think, that I remember. But this year, we we hit each other face to face a few times, which was cool. It was great. Um, but there was never a time where I was like, "Dang, he really he really threw something at me." I didn't think it was cool. Uh, we had we had good battles, and it was clean. It was aggressive, and I I know and I respect that because we both were grinding for it. One guy, like, I wasn't with him a whole lot, but I know that he needs to probably think a little bit more about some of the decisions he makes. Um, it's probably, I mean, I hate to be this guy because he's younger and I just throw him out there, but Brandon Price, um, he's a really talented racist, but I think sometimes he has some influences from outside areas that get him a little bit too hyped up before a main event. And, uh, and he can get too excited about the task at hand, which... I think excitement's great, but if you have someone that's yelling at you, telling you you got to go get it, and I've had, I've been on that other end where someone's like, "You got to go get it," and uh, it's not me. Maybe it's his style, but I know some of the other races don't get excited when they get their bars clipped into turn turn three on the first lap. Like I said, he's he's so talented. He's riding really well. I watched him. He rode a great race in Atlanta, and I think he's getting better. But just for me, my perspective, we've had a few times where I'm like. Breathe a little bit, and you're going to be you're going to be really really good. I uh, I think I was in that same position a couple of years ago. Not so much on the end that I get super hyped up, but I'm just excited to to race at the front. And I maybe made some decisions. And I'm sure you asked Brian Smith a few times. I did some stuff in front of him that was not ideal. And uh, got to post the, uh, the Springfield TT the Springfield TT video when you uh when you when you cry when you blew yeah, the corner. I mean, no, I'm only, and I think that maybe I don't want to tell him this because, like I said, I watched him for 25, or not 25 laps, but however long the main event was at Atlanta. He rode great. I actually thought that Mies rode more more desperate than, than Brandon or anything like that. I was watching Mies, and he was climbing the wall. Uh, he was doing a lot of pretty wild stuff, and uh, and Brandon was so composed. So he, I do think he's maturing, so I'm not, I'm not here to diss him or anything like that. I'm just saying that sometimes there's some moves that are a little bit skeptical, but I think he's getting better. So now, now you're the guy, you know, that, you know, you know, Hey, you know, you're the guy with the number one play, you you know, you're in little kids bedrooms, hanging up on the wall. You, I mean, you, you're that dude, right. You know, uh, you know, uh, yeah. but when you were a kid, man, who was hanging up on your bedroom wall? Who was that dude? You're like, that's my guy, man. I like Corey that Texter, guy. Corey Texter, man. He had a C-Tex <laughs> yeah, poster in his room. <laughs> Who 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 is who dude, is I, your idols? Dude, I mean everyone. Like the Corey's not lying, and obviously I didn't know him well enough at the time to have. I actually I had him hanging in the room, so obviously I didn't well know him that well because <laughs> now I don't know if that'd be the same decision that like I don't know if that'd be my best in my best interest to have him on the wall, but. I had everyone. I mean, I had Jake Johnson. It's funny because I have photos posted on Facebook from 2010 or 11 or whatever of Jared Mead and Kenny Coolbeth and just literally everyone. I was a kid. We didn't have a whole lot of like a, a very many nationals in California when I was growing up. Um, we had a few, which I guess I went through a phase where I didn't really, I didn't really follow the pro circuit, even though I was I was racing. Um, but once I once I learned that there was professional flat track, which was by the time I got in the 250s, dude, a fan of the sport is an understatement. I had absolutely everyone's poster that I could have. I, I mean, 
I had every sticker. We'd collect stickers, me, the Monaco bros, Michael Interbitton, Bronson, Damon Coker. We all just collected stickers and posters and everything that had to do with flat track racing. So when I say like every poster, I really like you could, I probably had the top 18 points. Um, I had Doug Chandler posters. I had never had Scott Parker's or anything like that because like I said, that was before my time. But dude, I freaking, I loved it. I mean, I went, my first professional race I went to was, was Pomona and, uh, I remember going there. I'm just in awe. Like these guys are, are walking on water. Um, absolutely just mind blowing that I'm in the same, same facility as these guys. So yeah, I, I just, I just loved the sport. I loved, loved everyone that was professional. I just thought that American flat track at the time was AMA. It's where I wanted to go. I didn't care what was going on. I just, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be a part of it. I didn't care how, how it happened. Um, I didn't know any of the backstories. Like I didn't know, that Corey's bike got there and he had to drive for four days straight uh, to do it. There was obviously so much like so much more behind it, but just seeing how happy everyone at least looked at the time and, and how much fun it looked like the guys were having, it was never a question. I was a fan of all of them. Yeah, I remember you and Bronson, man, coming up at uh, Calistoga and, and getting stickers and stuff, dude. It's just crazy how it comes full circle and uh, now you're a two-time aft twins champion so it's, uh, it's just crazy now it's really cool to see uh see the journey from all these younger racers and see where they see where they've gone um but the um yeah kind of wanted to ask you too what were kind of like the biggest surprises of the year in the other classes did you anybody else kind of surprise you in the other classes or even in, even in your own class i mean were there any big surprises honestly like we'll just i'll go singles first uh I think that I kind of like Dallas is Dallas is great. So I kind of expected that he has a great team behind him. Those guys work really hard. He works really hard. He rode really well all year um, at all the races. Like he was, it was funny because he missed Volusia and it was kind of like, Oh shoot. But he just rebounded obviously from there and just took over. But I mean, maybe I'm a little biased. Maybe I'm not, but Max whale, dude, like he went to every racetrack that he struggled at the year before. And I think like everyone that he struggled at the year before, this year, his worst finish was a fifth, which is big. A kid from Australia, he had his he had his dad sent home because of COVID, and he's living out of a motorhome. He's got my dad helping him wrench during the during the weekend, but he's doing all his own uh, bike maintenance. Like I said, I might be biased, but at the same time, I'm I'm now in a, in a, in a similar, similar position to what Dallas is, where we just kind of roll in, bikes are ready to rock, and I've been in the position where Max is in, and uh, it's like you get to the point, you just get burnt out and the kid continued to, to be successful every weekend and get second in the championship against a lot of dudes that have pretty stinking awesome rides. And, uh, I don't know what his bikes make for power or anything like that, but I have seen certain weekends. It didn't look like it was the strongest bike yet. He still fought, fought his heart out and rode really well. So he was my, my biggest, uh, surprise of the whole season. Really. I mean, like I said, he lived with me for a couple, for a couple months. So I, as much as you want to say I'm biased, I almost don't like him anymore because I know him too well. Like he's just, he bugs the crap out of me. Uh, but he rode really well and he was very composed. Um, other surprise, I mean, Respoli did really well. Uh, you guys went back and forth, man. He got on a roll in the middle where you were missing out a little bit and, uh, and you got on a roll at the end. But the problem is you had some great races, but when he, when you had great races, he was, he was second where, uh, where it seemed like maybe you were fifth or sixth or fourth or whatever the case was when he was winning so i mean respoli rode really well uh all you know all year so he did he did well but it wasn't like a huge surprise because he did show some some glimpses of, of 
of speed the year before. So other than that, I mean, not a whole lot, not a whole lot that was super outstanding that grabbed my attention, to be honest with you. It's hard. I, I hate I hate to sound like that because before I just studied everything all the time, where now it's like it sucks a little bit because every weekend, like, I got to, like, make sure I'm as on my game as possible. And there's times where, like, we'll be halfway through the singles main, and I haven't even watched. I'm like, shoot, I better get out there because Shannon's out there. Like, Shannon's battling for the win at Indy Mile or Volusia, and I haven't even watched half of it. But I'm getting my stuff ready. I'm trying to get in the zone. It's good that I'm in that position, but at the same time, it's bad because, like, I love the sport. I want to watch every race, every semi, every main. Um, I don't care who's out there. I'm just a fan of the sport. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel bad because when I say not, like, I didn't catch as much. Uh, I don't have as much of an opinion on the who surprised me. And it just kind of bums me out a little bit because I didn't get the chance to follow everything like I normally do. So now that you, you locked up the championship, you're getting married next week. What's this week like? Are you out celebrating? Are you doing anything big? Or is it just like all full-on wedding mode now? Dude, it's grind time. Like... <laughs> I'm so excited to get married to Shana and just have it be over. Like, and I'm not even doing anything. I'm just a, I'm a yes man. Like she comes up to me and asks a question and sometimes I don't even hear her talk. And I say, yeah, that sounds good to me, honestly. Like that's perfect. <laughs> and I have no idea what she asked, but it's just, uh, it's, that's the secret so to success in marriage right there, man. A happy wife, happy life. Just be a yes man. <laughs> I, I've heard people say it. I'm like, I, I give her a yes, even if I didn't hear it. And like I get a little bit of a smile back. I'm like, heck yeah, I just did something right. I don't know what it was. <laughs> so the problem is then I look at my bank account statement. And all of a sudden, I, I remember that what she asked had to do with my credit card and something <laughs> had to do with the wedding. So I'm like, God darn it. But no, it's, uh, I, have, I have Bronson here. Uh, I have one of my best friends from California, and he's in my wedding. Uh, my parents are here at our house. And then uh, and then Jerry Vandercoy and his girlfriend are here. So they're all helping with whatever they can. Um, Shane is doing such like a really good job with just getting everything lined out with the wedding. And, uh, and like I said, we're just kind of here for moral support. Like if she needs some heavy lifting done, I get in there, but it's very rare that I do a whole lot. <laughs> Corey's cracking up, man. Yeah. Well, I saw, I saw Shana today. She came up cause they're at, they're actually getting married. Like, a mile from my house so if if the night gets too rough i can skateboard home like i can just walk my ass hey, home, and by so. the way you've been giving people the wrong directions it's a right out of your driveway not a left she knows, no it's she a right you know, you've been telling people yeah you've been she said you've been saying left so for those who've told that to it's a right Don't uh, i might have had a left. few beers when i said left but i i know where it is yeah. kind of i I don't exactly your, know where it left, is. But... Not my left. I get what you're saying. It was your left, not my left. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was kind of funny, man. Like I was gonna say, it, it's Shana came up today to I, they looked at the I don't know what she did, something wedding related, and uh, she stopped by my house to see Cruz, of course, not me. And it was she was really cheerful, dude. Like, like uh, it's it's you know Shana, we call her the grumpy kitty, man, and she was like pretty like joking around with me, and it made me uncomfortable, kind of. I was like, what are you? Like, I get it. You're getting married, but you're way too cheerful right now. So it's um, the vibes are high, man. It was, it was one of them things, man. Briar, if you didn't win this title, it would have been not as good of a week, dude. I was stressing. I'm like, dude, if he doesn't win this, this this wedding isn't going to be the same. So was that kind of in your thoughts at all? Oh, 100%. Was like, the wedding off if you didn't win? Like that was probably 
No, it was staying on, but we're going to have to make some cuts for sure financially, like somewhere. Um, and then on top of it, like that was probably one of the bigger, the bigger stresses of the week. Like I'm thinking, man, what is she going to think of me as a person if I don't win this thing? Like I quit on this. Does that mean I'm going to quit on her in life? Like absolutely not. But is she going to think that? I don't know. So yeah, dude, that was a big part of, uh, of the week leading up. I'm like, man, I got to get this done just so we have a good week. Um, Shana, I don't, it's weird because it's a very stressful week for her. And she, like you said, I'm kind of, you kind of, I'm sure you do know as, as being in a relationship, like you feel out a scenario or a situation, like you kind of give a couple warm up sentences and see how they respond. And that determines the rest of, of how the conversations will go. If you're going to be serious, you're going to joke. And that's where I've been every, every second of the day. Like, Hey Shay, how, how are, how are you? You know? And she, uh, she <laughs> jokes back with me. I'm like, Hell yeah. What up girl? Like we got to get a little bit of joke going on and she's in a good mood and, and we'll talk about what she still has to get done, and she's not even mad about it. So I'm like, Dude, I can't complain at all. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we've come a long way, dude, from when I first met you to where we're at now. That's for sure. I I didn't even know you were coming to stay with us that one year in Daytona, and then yeah, we've we've come a long way, dude. It's, I'm excited. It'll be a fun week, fun weekend. Like I said, we were, I was telling them before you came on the show, I was gonna camp out. I had a few beers after the race in Daytona. Uh, we had big plans. I'm camping out. Me, Cruz, and Amber in the van out in the driveway. We're gonna hang, but <laughs> gotta pace ourselves. We're in for a weekend, so um, yeah. We, I mean, gotta, ex- we gotta ease ourselves into it. Yeah, I gotta ease ease on into it, man. I yeah, but no. A last question I'll kind of ask, and then we'll do the high low line. Is the fans want to know off season plans? What what do you have going? How's your tra- you know? I, I know you like to take some time off with your training and and things like that but what's what's the off season look like and are you guys going on a honeymoon like i don't even know the answer to that one like are you are you going anywhere for that no no honeymoon as of right now just originally we were going to go to australia and hang out with max whale and stuff but just with the whole covid deal and travel and everything it's very it's just difficult it's not really in the plans obviously we're getting done way later in the season than we anticipated so yeah that's uh no honeymoon for for shay and i Maybe a little trip to Florida in a few months, huh? Daytona. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then on uh, as far as the, the train and stuff, and I'm just hanging out right now. Uh, what I'll do is I'm going to get, like, I'm a big deer hunter. I'll uh, I'll get into deer hunting here in a second. I, I try and stay as active with being ready. Like, that takes a lot of practice, a lot of just preparation. It's kind of why I like it. So I'll, I'm a big deer hunter, getting ready to possibly go to Illinois to hunt at my family's house. A lot of Call of Duty, that's for dang sure. Like, I just, I'll probably spend quite a few hours a day here for the next couple of weeks after the wedding's over just playing Call of Duty. Um, not even lying, that's pretty serious. So, if anyone wants to add me, just message me on Instagram at Bar Bauman. Um, <laughs> this year was, I don't think this year, we, it was supposed to happen, but obviously, just with how everything went down, um, all the restrictions, AFT did a great job of getting us a schedule. Uh, it was way different than everyone anticipated. Like we weren't, you know, how many times did we have double headers unless there was a rain out? So just, uh, I'm really proud of everyone being able to get it done. We didn't think that we were going to for a second, didn't look too promising. So AFT, every racer that, that, that raced, whether one loss or indifferent, we got through the season. Um, we made it through, had a successful year. But with that comes wear and tear. So for me, anything else I'm going to do, at least for me, I'm worn out. I'm tired. And uh, 
I'm just going to hang out for, for a while, probably just sit around quite a bit and just uh, just regroup, try and get some energy back and get fired up to go back to Daytona in a couple months. Love it. Yeah, cool. Well, last segment on the show, high or low line, you know how it works, man. You were you were a co-host with me for one of these shows back, uh, the Frankie Garcia show, so epic times, man, epic times. But no, nah, you know how it works. Pick one or the other and give us a brief explanation why. Um First one, we try to make these as hard as we can. Williams Grove, good. Ha- Williams Grove half mile or the Dallas half mile? What are you going with? Ooh, Williams Grove, hundred percent. It's a home race for me now. I uh, it really is. I see so many friends and family that that I love and enjoy seeing. Not that uh, not that I don't love Dallas and just the opportunity to go to a different state, but Williams Grove half mile, uh, first win on the Indian motorcycle. And home race for me. I, I appreciate being close to home and, and seeing people that I get to see during the week. So, Williams Grove. All right. I got one for you. And I'm not going to mention in what capacity. I'm just, just going to throw these two names out there and you just tell me one. They're two kind of hometown California guys. Doug Chandler or Ricky Graham? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, that's that's insane. Me and Doug are such good friends. We uh I grew up with him, uh and he's such a good dude, but it's just like being from Salinas, Ricky Graham is I mean, he's Ricky Graham, there's a reason across the country they talk about him the way they do. So imagine being from the hometown, like growing up in this a couple miles from where he grew up. So wow. Yeah, when you say as hard as possible, this is this is tough. Hopefully Doug doesn't listen to this episode because he's sick. It's terrible. But I got to go with Ricky Graham. Um, brief explanation. Like, gosh, darn it. He's going to hate me if he does hear it. Hopefully he doesn't. I want him to because we want to get listeners for the show. It's great. You know, whatever. But gosh, He's coming man. on the show soon. So, is he? Well, don't let him listen to this episode. But I'm sending this to Doug and Sherry. Uh, dude. Uh, <laughs> man. Well, explanation. Uh, Ricky Graham, I mean, I never had the opportunity to watch him watch him race and I've had the opportunity to ride with Doug, which is which is huge. And Doug is every bit as good as I had imagined him growing up and then getting the chance to do it, it's like, yeah, I, I see why he's what he was and, and is. So but just Ricky just Ricky Graham, just the aura about him. Like you drive through Salinas, California to this day and you still see Ricky G stickers floating around. It's like he's the Kobe Bryant or the MJ of our sport. To me, at least, I know Scott Parker's huge and whatnot, but just, just Ricky from being my my town and and where I'm from, what I've done, it's just, yeah, he's, he's the dude, hundred percent. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of folklore about Ricky, man. I mean, Parker and Carr, great, um, but you know, Ricky's not with us anymore, and the stuff he did, it's almost it's, fol- it's folklore. Exactly. It's almost like we saw greatness for a minute and there could have been so much more. So it's almost like that little bit of want is what, what puts him ahead for me of, of, of Doug. Cause like Doug did all his incredible things in his career. And it's almost like with Ricky, I just, we saw like to win, what did he win? 14 races. He won what six in a row or what? How many did he win in a row? I, I don't know. Six. I mean, I should, yep. Yep. Yeah. I should be sued for not having known that completely. Like there's guys in scenes that would shoot me for not knowing um, like off the top of my head, but like the stuff he did and then not knowing like what he could have done again is almost what just like makes it so insane. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's it's like that with a lot of athletes in other sports too, man. That's why like Bo Jackson is so whatever, you know, a football player that only played for a few years, you know, it's that want for more. I think you described it as perfect. Um, no, I love that. Um, all right. So for next season, if you had the choice, would you stay with timed races or would you go back to 25 laps? Shoot. <laughs> love the Shoot, hesitation. Dude, you guys are, wow. Man, I mean, I mean, open and honest here. I've had a couple of beers and, uh, you guys are showing me up quick because like <laughs> these are tough. Like what I'm are you drinking, dude? Sharks? No, Miller Lights right now. I've had two Miller Lights and I'm pretty weak right now. But we're sitting around the fire where I was and holy cow, you guys are hitting me hard. I have no problem with the time to races if they were adjusted a little bit. I think that some of the races that we do 39, I just think 39 laps at uh, <laughs> would we do 39 at Charlotte is just holy cow. That's a long time on the racetrack. Uh, so I guess straight up answer would be would be 25 if we if we had the opportunity to adjust time a little bit which it was AFT's first time we don't we I think that they can adjust and it's it's new we're just trying to throw something new at the sport and I love the enthusiasm and their their drive to make things better and just change I think a lot of people you know criticizes them for the change but once we get through it they they realize it's not that bad so 25 laps right now if we get the opportunity to adjust for certain racetracks and, and just grow and make it better, I think that I have no problem with time. I'd be, I'd have a different answer if we got to do that. All right. How about, how about this drive to the races with no AC or no music? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no AC for sure. Like <laughs> no music means no, uh, no, plugging my phone in and get some tank tank slapping podcast going i just can't live without that so <laughs> i'd have to do i'd have to say no ac i like it i love it i was or gonna say if we asked noah that he would he don't have either he don't have ac or or music so it he's he's really lived the hard life <laughs> uh, noah, the thing is with noah he grew up with no ac like not he hasn't owned a vehicle with ac yet so he doesn't know the perks natural yeah. yeah, he doesn't understand that that's a benefit right now. He just thinks window down <laughs> when he has a radio country music up, uh, 100% glasses he wears on, welding glasses. He's just vibing. So <laughs> he's, what is AC? I don't even think he has it in his house. So, yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, Adam Cianciarella? What do you mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right, we've got three more for you. Uh, they're all really good. good so we're going to use them Both all. me and you. I love yep. it. Give it a, I want it all. What do you, what you have to pick one? You gotta, like, somebody says you have to try one of these. Um, would you rather make the attempt to climb Mount Everest or make the attempt to tightrope across Niagara Falls? Climb Mount Everest. At least you got a shot with Mount Everest. You're gonna fall right off the tightrope. <laughs> you got no shot. Yeah. Okay. You're done well, on the tightrope. <laughs> the thing is, too, like, we just did that, uh, did that rock climbing while we were in Charlotte. And I wasn't the fastest, but man, did I feel agile. And I think that uh, <laughs> you put me in a tough predicament on the on the mountain. Like, let's just—it's not going to happen overnight. Like, it's gonna—it's gonna take some time for sure. But just give me the chance to pick it apart, and we'll do it. <laughs> All right, a corporate new corporate sponsor backs India next year. It's your choice. Only clause is you have to dress in their gear. It's hot topic or and one. <laughs> You know what N1 is? 
And what? Absolutely. Man. Gosh, darn I it. saw this and I laughed out loud. Well, all I can think of when you say hot topic is uh, if you've ever seen, what is it, War of the Millers, where they're, where they're traveling cross country and uh, he's, uh, I don't remember the daughter's name, but he says, stay the F out of hot topic. He gave her some money to go buy some, go buy some yeah. clothes and she was already kind of like goth looking, so. But honestly, that's what I have to do. And one, I don't know if you guys remember uh, remember the Michael Jordan Road Race team. I'm sure you do. When they would wear like the uh, basketball jerseys out to the the grid and stuff. Like, dude, give me give me some shorts that are like down to my down to my like my my calves. Like, let's hang. And one, baby. Dude, I love that, I love Sammy. It. I'm gonna have to look up some N1 gear. That that <laughs> pumped me up, dude. I'm a '90s kid, bro. When I saw that question, I was I was fired up. I loved it. I'd That's have to go with good, the N1 dude. too. I'd have to go with the N1. My I don't topics know I could... got a lot of band tees and shit. Like if you could get like solely off the band tees, I wear like a I wear like a studded chain like around my neck or whatever. Dude, whatever. You see those boots they sell in there though? <laughs> the boots? Nah, bro. Warm leather boots, and you'd have to wear like a Slipknot T-shirt. Nah, those stores <laughs> smell weird. Those stores smell weird, dude. I can't even walk like Spencer's and all those they stores. They smell weird. They smell really weird. Um, I always go in the Spencer's to get Briar some sort of penis-related um, Christmas gift every year. Um, it's kind of funny. I got him a, a big penis lollipop last year, and my like 95-year-old grandma, I have a picture of her with it, or my great-grandma, she is no longer with us, but the, the picture of her with the, the, the penis-shaped lollipop is, uh, I might have to post that on the pod page, it's pretty epic. But, <laughs> second to uh, none. That second to none. Did you ever eat it? I think I have it. Or no, you got it for me. Or, I'm wait, trying to think. We've, we've exchanged it a few times, like you've given me one, I've given you one. It's the one you got I'm me is ginormous. Joke. It's so big. Yeah, I think I have me, like it. a pretty, like, um, you gave me like a handheld, uh, like maybe like a pocket size, and I gave you like a I got toothbrush. I got you the toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, you got me the toothbrush. I just went ahead and went full overboard and got you on that. Yeah. I mean, the lollipop but... you got me, it looks amazing, but I just can't bring what? myself to eat it. <laughs> yeah. And if it, if it is eaten, someone has to record it. Yeah. All right. Last one, man. This is a insightful one. Um, would you rather get a million dollars today or $10 million in 20 years? 20 years. How old am I? Uh, dude, 10 million in 20 years for sure. Yeah. Like you're not living right in a now. I mean, right now you're all right. Well, and on top of it, like, dude, think about, think about, 10 years ago, obviously I'm thinking, I'm talking your 10 years ago. So you'd be like 25. You're, you're pretty freaking old right now. But think 10 years ago, dude, think about how simple life was. You went to like, what is it? Hardy's up the street and they gave you the Cindy minis every day. And like, you went to work for a second, like <laughs> at the Harley shop, you needed like 26 bucks for gas for, for the month. And then you had like your Nokia flip phone or whatever. And Next you were, time. you were good. Whatever it was like, like if you like, we're gonna make we're gonna make do during our younger days. Like you figure out a way. Like we always get by. Like I don't need the money right now. We'll we'll figure it out. But <laughs> when I'm 45, 20, 20 years from now, I'm already lazy. So just add twenty more years to like that. I'm not gonna want to do anything. So someone's like, dude, you can get twenty, or you can get ten million in twenty years. Like yeah, I'll figure out a way to skate by until then and just freaking soak it up. Absolutely. We're going to have a hell of a time with that $10 million till it's gone. Oh, dude. In 20 years, 10 million won't be worth nothing. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. We'll spend it, though. We'll spend it up. (laughs) It doesn't matter. 
Exactly. It'd be a team so, effort too. If you got ten million dollars, it'd be a team spending effort. We would have to uh, go in on that. Not, yeah. It's not a solo mission by any means. Like we're rallying the troops and we're gonna make it count. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Uh, well, dude, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, definitely, a lot of fans will definitely appreciate you, you tuning in and all the insight from the year. And yeah, definitely, obviously, congrats, man. I I talk to you all the time, but uh, congrats on the on the championship. Many more to come, and yeah, thanks again for for taking the time. I appreciate, it, man, and just uh, to finish your week off, just remember that in like four days, it's no longer gonna be Shayna Texter; it's gonna be Shayna Bauman. So just go to sleep on that one tonight. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That uh, hey, man, I'm drinking a Coors Light in your honor right now, and I'm gonna drink a whole lot more of them in your honor, and. Um, you know, just a uh, big congratulations on, on your year and uh, on, uh, you know, on your marriage and the rest of your life, man. Wish you nothing but the best. And uh, I know the best is uh, yet to come for you. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, no, I, I love the show. I love the laid back mentality and uh, I'm happy I was able to be on it. So hopefully we get to do it again sometime. But until then, we'll uh, catch up with you guys later. Cool, man. I'll chat you soon. Probably tomorrow. <laughs> later. <laughs> Peace. Oh, B. Bauman, dude, it is kind of awkward for me to have uh, like my siblings and best friends. Your brother-in-law, man. My brother-in-law, bro. I'm mean, trying to keep it like you know, uh, like in any other guest, but yeah, no, it was that was good, dude. He's uh, so funny. I, I love that guy. He's literally, it's you know, when Shana started dating him, I definitely was unsure of him. I, I was like, man, I don't know, I, California, you know, he's hanging out. I, I wasn't sure. And just as the years have gone by, he's really grown on me. And I love the kid, man. I would do anything for him. So super stoked for him. When he when he kind of won the championship, it loosened me up for, for my race later that night. It was kind of like, all right, well, cool. Briar got the job done. Anything I do is kind of feels like a bonus. <laughs> so, um, but no, definitely good to, to have, uh, have him on the it's show. It's a good thing he did win on Saturday night. Because if he didn't, can you imagine all the crap that would be tough? You know, said and talked, thrown in your face once the beer started flowing at the oh, wedding. Oh, he was already, he's been throwing <laughs> shit in my face all year. Like, I'll ask him a question or, or something. He'll be like, ah, oh, you know, I, or he'd ask me, oh, never mind. I should go ask for Spoli or, you know, just like throwing, <laughs> throwing shit jazz, dude. So, um, no, nah, it's good. It was kind of good, though. Um, you know, Atlanta, I think I mentioned it, but I, I was two thousandths of a second faster left than briar at atlanta i don't want to hear a fucking thing about the tracks change this or that on paper i was two thousands faster i love it i was gonna keep it in my back pocket for a rainy day and i had i couldn't hold it like i held it for like a week and i, I, I busted it out so um yeah uh, i don't need have to much... print that out and then wrap up one of the w- wedding gifts in that <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't have much. I don't have much to Briar anymore. You know, it's I'll take it as it comes. You know, I, I guess I got him on the bicycle still most days. You know, uh, mountain biking, he's a beast, but most days on the bicycle. You know, I, I feel like I I got him. Uh, but anything to do with motorcycle racing, it's few and far between. Um, you know, so one of those things. I, I definitely I was checking the results just to see what our times were, and I I saw mine. I looked at his. I was like fuck yeah i got him by two thousands that never happened so um yeah anyway let's kind of go back to uh we have some more fan questions we'll answer and then i'm loving the fan questions man i really am i love them yeah we'll put a bow on this man i've had a few beers too so it's beer drinking season um so hopefully these are these answers are 
All right. The <laughs> um, biggest difference between V twins and parallel twins on different racetracks, Sammy, mainly Daytona. Well, I tell you what, I can't answer that because I've never rode a you know a V twin or a parallel twin uh, at Daytona. So that might be hard to answer, but I've definitely rode V twins and I definitely rode parallel twins and they definitely have some, uh, you know, some different characteristics to them. Um, so what the question was, uh, at Daytona, I don't know. I would almost want to go with, uh, man, something that would, uh, you know, being a short track that would spin up kind of quick. And something that you could really turn with the rear wheel, you know, something that you can kind of just get that thing swung around. I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts on that, Corey? I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's big differences between a V-twin and a parallel twin. Sometimes I think the V-twin has its advantages. I think the V-twin, the way I don't know, like the science behind it, but it just seems like the V-twins are more suited often for flat track like they kind of get through the the dirt better a little bit and they, they hook up a little bit better sometimes the parallel twins obviously the cowie and the yamaha they're they're street bike engines they're they're built for riding on the road you know so that power is not made for dirt track racing surprisingly they work really well on the dirt obviously they've been successful um, for years now but Daytona, I was actually really impressed and surprised with how well my bike worked. You know, the track is small, it's slick, and I was really, really happy with how my bike worked at that track. So um, I always feel like Daytona, it's always slick. Everyone talks about, you know, getting a slower bike for that track over the years. And the best I ever did there on a 450 was on my fast-ass 450 giving me all the power in the world. If I'm going to spin, I want the power to get me off the corner. And, you know, Johnny Lewis's, uh, the Royal infield was working really well off the corner. It was really slow and it was getting a lot of traction off the corner, but the more we dialed in my bike, I think mine was equally as good as anything I've ever ridden there. So yeah, I, I, it just depends. I think setup and things like that. I don't, I don't know. Um, the biggest difference really. Fair. I guess it depends. I mean, yeah, that, I don't know. I don't really have an answer. We really don't know. We're just giving you a long answer pretending we know things that's we a don't political like answer yeah. just, just drag it out <laughs> answer it answer it both ways you know so i don't know yeah. what's the next one Corey? uh why aren't there more entries in production twins that's a good one you know i thought uh the the entries throughout the year were a little lighter than i thought they were going to be i don't know i guess you know i i really don't know um don't have I think the entries across the board were pretty light this year. I mean, even the singles class, I think, obviously, you could look to COVID. I think COVID is the excuse for anything that isn't great this year. Just blame fuck COVID. But, um, yeah, I thought there'd be more guys, too, man. I, I, I don't know. I Springfield and Indy, there was a, a decent amount of riders. They always show up for that. But it's not easy to put together a program. Like, it's just, you know, a, a twin is – harder to build be to get successful um than a single i feel like a single they're they're easier to buy and put together and make competitive so i don't have a great answer for that one either maybe that we just don't have good answers tonight yeah but, man we're, we're man uh, i Relax. mean these are hard like why aren't there more entries shit i don't know because more guys didn't sign up like i, yeah. I don't know what to tell you um 
There's also like, a little. It seems like guys are staying in that in the 450 class instead of moving up. Guys are like, it seems like are okay with staying in that class a little bit longer. Where before, you know, and I'm talking, you know, you go back four or five years ago. Beyond that, it was the 450 class was more of a stepping stone class, you know, where you would want to move up. Where now today, it seems like you know that 450 class. Um, is a place where people are okay, you know, committing to and staying and, and, and kind of making a, uh, a career out of it. And, and it has made careers for people. So maybe that's, yeah. Why. I mean, some, some guys are good singles riders. Some guys are good twins riders. I mean, you have guys that are really good on singles that, that win races that ride the production class. And it's not as, you know, people give the production class, they like to make fun of it, but fuck dude, it's not easy. Like you want to, you have really good, singles riders guys that win championships guys that win races that sign up in production twins and they don't do as well as they do in the singles class so it's just different it's just different so um yeah i don't i don't, I don't have a good answer for the entries hopefully there's more like i said man I, I i've said it a few times i i want as many guys in that class as we can i want to race the best guys i just want to race them on equal bikes so that's why i've always loved the production twins class it wasn't for me you know anything about the competition it was the fact that i was able to race everyone on equal ish bikes. And that was kind of, I think the, the move for the production class. Um, so next question, Sammy, should there be a bottom five rider and points cut from, okay, let me just try and reword this. Should the bottom five riders in the super twins class each season be cut? So it allows more rider diversity and make room for people to enter the class. Um, basically if you're struggling in the super twins class year after year, should you be cut from that opportunity to allow possibly a singles rider or a production rider to move up? What are your thoughts? I like that a lot. I would cut it to three. The bottom three are suspect of, you know, getting replaced. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I'll keep it short. I definitely think there should be a possibility for advancement. I mean, there is a couple times this year where I, I, I would have loved to race both twins classes and I was kind of denied that opportunity because somebody else had the spot. And that's the only thing about the Super Twins that kind of bums me out. I would I would have loved to race both classes at Daytona, Charlotte. I mean, I yeah, so it, it's kind of weird how that works. I don't even understand how some guys get, you know, get that opportunity and some don't. But I would love it to be more cut and dry. It was it was pretty like there's a lot of gray areas in, in the classes this year. Guys are riding Super Twins and singles. Guys are riding production and singles. Guys are riding production and super twins. It was like one of them things, man. Uh, we didn't even have 18 riders, I don't think, at, at Daytona and super twins. So I think some things will be adjusted. But, yeah, I would have to agree with uh, with that a little bit. Um, next question was, should they take out provisional start cards from production twins and singles? I'll keep it short. I think provisional start card in anything sucks. But I also would like the opportunity to have two opportunity. I would like the chance to have two races to make the main event, like a heat and a semi. Having one, if you have a mechanical and you're done for the night, I don't agree with that either. Um, hate the provisional start cards. I want a heat and a last chance qualifier. I'm with you a hundred percent. That that would be my exact answer. You know, it would suck to you know, only have one shot and have a mechanical and something, then you're just asked out for 
whatever reason, you know, even if you stalled the bike. So that would really suck, especially with all the traveling and everything it takes. So yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, get rid of it, but get rid of the provisionals, but give the riders at least two chances to make the main. A couple more questions here. We appreciate all of these. Uh, There's quite a few of them. Top three bangs and top three busts from the year in each class. Uh, hmm. Bangs well, and- that's a loaded question, but I I put together a few guys in the singles that I thought were the top three bangs, quote unquote, uh, standout riders. Dallas Daniels obviously did yeah. really well, kicked everybody's ass. I. He impressed me the most out of anybody in the whole series. Max Whale, like Briar said, he was super impressive to do what he did in a f- completely different part of the world by himself. And uh, being as young as he is, did really well. And I want to give a shout-out to Trent Lowe. Um, finished fifth in points, had a couple podiums. Um, I thought he was a standout. As far as the Super Twins, production twins, I fuck, I don't know. I mean, Ben Lau rode really well this year. I think better than most guys thought he would do. Um, super twins. <sighs> Nobody really stood out in that class. Like, everybody finished where I thought they should have, like Briar yeah. said. So, um, I don't know, Sam, any thoughts on that? No, I kind of agree with you on that. You know, I mean, you know, as far as the singles go, that, you know, I would say, you know, um, you know, seeing uh, Zabala get a couple podiums, that was, you know, I would call that a bang, you know. Um, maybe Bruner winning um, Springfield short track, that was another bang. But other than that, I, I, I think we're kind of on par with with uh, our thoughts there. Yep. All right, two more here. How did you feel about twins on a true short track? Should there be more of them in 2021? True short track meeting. Like, they call Atlanta a short track, but it's not a short track. Um, I don't care what they call it. It's uh, it's not a short track. Um, Daytona is, is a short track. So do you think there should be more Sammy of the short tracks, and what were your thoughts? You know what? Um, yeah, I kind of like the short track racing. Um, it's exciting, you know. And, and uh, you know, I mean, from a fan perspective, I mean, you know, that's what they want to see. They want to hear those motorcycles. They want to hear the roar of them. You know, I mean, they sound a thousand times cooler when they take off versus the 450 class. Nothing against the 450 class, but hearing a herd of, uh, you know, twins take off is, you know, it, it's kind of a neat aspect and it's neat to see these guys muscle those twins around. And um, yeah, so I, I would say if there's more like, you know, call them quarter mile, short tracks, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I don't know about a real tiny indoor, but like, you know, hey, Springfield short track, uh, Daytona. uh, I'm sure there's a few other short tracks out there. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's cool. I think it'd be fine on an indoor coming from a guy that loves indoors. I I had a twin on an indoor. I mean, everything's relevant, really. Uh, I really liked riding the twin on the short track. Why the hell can't we? I mean, hooligan riders ride their big ass bikes everywhere. So, (laughs) Um, with saddlebags, you know, so, uh, let's, let's run them everywhere. I, I like that. I like short tracks because there's more, there's more, it's more of a rider's track. You know, it doesn't always, um, you don't need a great bike setup to go out and win a short track or win a, win a TT. There's a lot more rider, um, skill involved in that. So not that there's no skill on the other tracks, obviously, but, uh, I like the short tracks, and I'm hoping I'm hoping we go back to Daytona. I really am. I, I think it'd be cool to do, you know, the TT possibly, you know, and then maybe do a doubleheader TT short track or maybe start the year off at Daytona, 
TT and finish off the year at uh, Daytona Short Track, or even better, I don't know, throw in Volusia too. Have a Volusia Daytona TT and Short Track. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's we can make a whole series in Daytona. I love it. Um, yeah. Last one. I guess this was directed toward me. You said you struggled at Daytona in the past on your interview. What changed this year? Was it you or was the track different? Um, mainly just me. I think the track was pretty similar to how we've always gone there, really. Um, I was just a lot more confident, and I don't know. I just had to do good because I was trying to trying to keep the points battle going. Uh, we could have went to Peoria. I think I would have uh, – maybe not Peoria. I hate that place, but, yeah, anywhere <laughs> else. I, was, I, felt, I feel really good right now, and, I, yeah, I don't really care where we go. I, I wish we could keep racing, dude. Uh, you know, I'm tired. The season has been long, but – when you get momentum and you feel good, just want to keep it going. But there we are. So um, that's all the questions I have. Appreciate you guys. I was quite, quite a few of them. Um, yeah, we we might have to do that again in the future. I really love the fan questions. I mean, uh, love. I love when we, you know, when you guys comment on the post or, or you know, strike up a conversation or bring up a good point. And uh, it's always good to hear from you guys. Uh, you know, kind of gets us thinking about some things. Um, maybe uh, kind of stumped us on a couple of them, but yeah, I, I, I still like them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Want to thank our sponsors again that make this happen. Bell Power Sports. Check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Jerry Stinchfield on the whole crew from Roof Systems. We appreciate their support. Check out their website at commercialroofsystems.net. Dunlop Tire, the official tire of the American Flat Track Series. Check out DunlopMotorcycleTires.com to find your nearest dealer. And also, Moto America Series is coming weekend at Laguna Seca. They are, led, they are the American USA superbikes that go 190 mile an hour. Did you know that Moto America viewership has exceeded $10 million already this year, and it offers over $1 million in superbike purse? And I know that $10 million number is way higher than that now, so it might be $20 million. They've been crushing it. Check out Moto America Live Plus on MotoAmerica.com for all-day live streaming, live Superbike on Fox Sports, Saturday and Sunday, MAV-TV, Supersport, and then uh, Eurosport uh, live streaming to 54 countries across the world. So check out Moto America, follow them on social media. Hit us up on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. We'll keep this going. Off-season, it should be a lot better. We got a lot of great guests coming on board soon. Um, yes. I kind of dropped, dropped the Doug Chandler hint. We got uh, just some legends, man. We we got we some got good ones coming up. Really good. Like, really good. Really so, good. Real good. So keep it in check. Stay tuned. Coming at you every week. Big shout-out to uh, Chris Carter, man, keeping this show going, too producer makes it all happen if without without carter we wouldn't be able to do this so shout out to him and he does, uh, so, he does so much man he really does it's amazing at how much work he puts into this and what he gets done under what circumstances uh i don't know how the guy does it sometimes but he's he's like magic you realize i'm <laughs> editing this and I'll, I'm, I'm not going to include any of this in the edit right uh, <laughs> no, uh, you got to man <laughs> swiss army knife of the sh of the show chris carter and um another shameless plug i'm gonna keep them coming baby winter throwdown january 9th 2021 Check, them, check us out on social media, Winter Throwdown Volume 3, the event page. Sponsors are rolling in every week. Um, 
best best race of the year check I'm that out i'm excited for it man i'm excited for it's it gonna Corey. be awesome it's gonna be awesome so check that out a lot of announcements coming for that um that's a wrap baby episode 37 in the books check us out next week peace Thirty-six, no, thirty-seven. Oh, it is thirty-six. Thirty-six. <laughs> We've had a few beers, guys. It's the off season. Yeah. Episode thirty-six. Now we're out. Later. <laughs>